0: Welcome. You're listening to episode 25 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. Hello my friends. So for those of you who are newly widowed, You know, at first, there's no time to think much past the next few days, even if you could through the fog of grief. There's notifying others, arranging the funeral, maybe additional services to be held. Sympathy cards are flowing into your mailbox. Others are right there for you. But after a few weeks, it all starts to settle in, and the funeral services, they're over. The sympathy cards start to dwindle. You sit down in a chair and wonder, what's next? Who am I now? No matter how strongly you identified yourself as a spouse, half of a couple, or how independent you thought of yourself as a married couple, a big piece of your identity just suddenly died with your loved one. I thought I was such a strong, independent woman, and I was. But after Jim died, I suddenly felt really confused and inadequate to dealing with things on my own. I had never experienced a crumbling self-esteem, but there it was. There was no denying the depression and the lack of confidence I felt for the first time in my life, really. No matter how close or how distant your relationship was with your spouse, The death of your spouse shakes you to your core. So many widows who reach out to me after that initial flurry of activity subsides have the same question. How do I move forward from this? What now? Will I be okay? It's like the day they died, we stopped knowing who we are. My sister-in-law was widowed many years ago but she can still clearly recount today her first trip to the grocery store after her husband died like it were yesterday. She went through the store and when she got in line at the checkout, she looked down into her cart and started crying. She had to walk away, she had to leave the store. She felt horrible leaving that cart of food sitting there but she had to run out of there. You see, everything in that cart were foods that he liked to eat. It was what she would cook for him. As she sat out there in her car crying and trying to get it together enough to be able to drive home again, she realized that she didn't even know anymore what she liked to eat. She didn't know how to shop for her. This is how our entire life changes. We've been bouncing along with a metaphorical shopping cart full of the food that we've always fixed for him or for us, suddenly that shopping cart of our life no longer applies to our life. We still have the same food in the cart, but we don't even know what it is that we want now, now that we're solo. It was what we liked as a couple. It was where we would be going as a couple. It includes things that we would do as a couple, friends that we shared who were also couples, a retirement plan with two incomes planned into it. We don't even know what's important to us now. It's like the most important thing in our life has just disappeared from our life. We don't know where we're headed. At first, it's like it's just enough to get up, from or it's just enough to get from sun up to sundown and back to bed again after remembering to get dressed brush teeth eat oh heck there were a lot of days i'll be honest i didn't even remember to brush teeth i hardly remembered to eat we're feeling so incapable it feels like you're standing in an empty dark cave your own voice echoing back to you hello 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 is anybody there, there, there? <laughs> it's exactly how it felt to me. It was so hollow. Many stay stuck there for a long, long time. Sure, as you move through the weeks and the months and finally into the years, you might pull something together for yourself or just see what happens by default. But you're still just making it from sun up to sundown that's it. Are we just marking off days on a calendar until our own death arrives? That's no way to live. It's no way to experience life. Surely it's not what your spouse would want for you. They would not say, after I die, please be a zombie in life for the next 10 years, barely able to enjoy life. No way. But by the same token, everywhere you go, people give you wide (laughs) berth, right? And while you know it's merely out of their own discomfort, you start to feel more and more like a social outcast. It's like your grief is this really awful infectious disease, or it's a cancer, and you walk into a room and conversation stops, or there's whispers. Some say support groups are the way to go, But you know what? Often widow support groups can turn into just mutual complaining and wallowing. At least that's kind of what I found. A sharing of being stuck without gaining anything to move forward on in life. Yeah, it feels so much better to have company. Misery loves company. But is this who you want to continue to be? It turns into the Weight Watcher meetings I used to go to so faithfully before I finally figured out that dieting and diet programs just don't work. After the initial weeks, the meeting was the same week after week members bemoaning the same difficulties. Heck, most of them were the same members. Even if I quit Weight Watchers, gained the weight back, had to go back again, and there would be the same people there and they all still looked the same. And there were members who wanted to recount every bite of food they ate, yet they lost nothing that week. Eventually, you'd rather stick pins in your eyes than to go and listen to the same moaning again. Isn't it any wonder that you feel lost? You know, the old humorous, joyful or creative you just seems to be gone. You can't even relay to others what it is that's happening to you. They have no idea. They have no idea. They ask, how are you doing? And you always say, I'm fine, really, I'm fine. And you're not fine. You're not fine. But you can be. You need to take back you how do you do that? You start with little small tasks, the little triumphs. In an early episode on this podcast, I relayed my story about the snowblower. I spent an entire winter trying to learn how to get that thing started. It was right at, Jim died right at the start of winter. So when I finally had it all down and thought I had mastered this sucker, it was out of gas. I'm telling you, there was a widow who just wanted to sit down in the snowbank and sob. But you know what? I finally got that thing down. I now know how to get the snowblower started and run it. It's a small triumph, but it was a step in regaining my own sense of competence. Really, I mean, initially you'll start smaller, much smaller. I mean, just remembering to bathe to get dressed every morning, a little makeup, even if you don't think you're going to leave the house or see anyone that day. No matter. Start with a morning list for yourself. It can say things like brush teeth, take a vitamin, wipe out the bathroom sink, get dressed, put some shoes on, eat breakfast. Make it your checklist. And take pride that you can start getting back into a routine and habit for your mornings. Then you can start doing the same for your evenings. Really, this is what we need. We've been wandering aimlessly through our day, barely able to think about how to feed ourselves. You can branch out after those. You can take yourself to a new store that you have wanted to look through or maybe drive someplace you've wanted to go. Do it alone. Brave it. You'll be so proud of yourself and discover that there's things out there that you can enjoy. I mean, the grief is still there. The mourning is still happening, but it doesn't mean you can't walk through them all and enjoy it. You need to start finding what it is you actually enjoy. The things that maybe there were things your spouse didn't enjoy and you just never got around to doing it on your own. Make a list. Every new challenge becomes a new victory. It really does. I eventually went as far, brace yourself, as to leave my corporate job to establish my own business as a life coach. It was some huge leap of faith to walk away from that comfort of that routine and the surety of that paycheck, but it was the perfect thing to do, to rediscover who I am. It's something I might never have ventured out to do if Jim were still here with me. We had very different plans for our retirement. But as I told you, all that changed when he passed on. Really. So here's the good news. I always love finding a good medical study on these things. (laughs) And if you listen to my other podcast, Weight Coach, you know I get into some of the medical studies. I really do. There was a study done on identity loss and the psychological crisis of widowhood. This study was to seek clarification on the effect of widowhood on the ego identity and psychological functioning. Their sample consisted of 83 widows, ranging in age from 22 to 74. And they had been widowed an average of 4.9 years each, so about five years on average. You know, some may have been new widows, some were maybe 10 years out a majority were found to be, quote, unquote, identity achievers on the Marsha instrument. Well, I said, huh? So I Googled that. (laughs) I found that on the Marsha instrument, which is just a basis of measuring, identity achievement is the status in which adolescence has gone through an identity crisis and has made a commitment to a sense of identity, a certain role or value that he or she has chosen. In other words, becoming a widow suddenly puts you right back where you were as an adolescent when you had no idea who you were or what you were going to be looking for in life. And then you can hit that moment where you make a commitment to a sense of identity. It may not even be the permanent sense of identity you move forward with. I can remember being a young girl and, um, oh, I think I started developing a sense of identity and I had long, straight, blonde hair. Everybody thought I was like a surfer chick back in the day. But I started putting on a little too much makeup, which made me look a little, like, harder. (laughs) I don't know. But my identity just kind of cycled back and forth until I found who I was going to be as a woman. You go through all of that as an adolescent. So this is what the majority, what they found in the majority of the widows that they studied, was they classified them as identity achievers in that identity crisis and trying to make a commitment to a sense of identity, a a role or value in your life. And um, the whole group scored higher on a structured measure of self-esteem in comparison to the national norms. In other words, those who had committed to a new sense of identity for themselves, a new role in their life, or a sense of value, they scored higher in self-esteem than the national norm. When, man, we start out with our self-esteem in the trash bucket initially. Most of us do because we so flounder initially after our spouse dies. Um, A fourth of the sample reported positive change after widowhood. I like that. 39% reported mixed effects and only 30% reported only negative change. The data better fit a developmental or growth model of crisis resolution. So yes, you are in a crisis. And the model they found in widows was more guided towards growth and r- the crisis resolution. That kind of goes along with the episode I did talking about post-traumatic growth, how you could grow out of the experience. You almost, as a widow, have no choice but to grow out of, the exper- out of this whole experience. We're forced into this accelerated self-growth So, yes, you're in a crisis and working through it. This is why you're in such pain and confusion. Others may think you're going to go on with your life like normal after some weeks or months, but no, you are in a crisis. You're an identity crisis. We then make a commitment to a sense of identity. What do you want that identity to be? The perpetual widow, always stuck in mourning, or the successful widow? One who carefully crafts a new life for herself. Maybe she joins a gym or goes back to the gym. Maybe she learns yoga, takes on a new vocation, or goes back to classes for a new skill. Everything is open to you. It's all open to you. And in my opinion, in my opinion, on top of this medical study that reported 30% reported only negative change, I think if those 30% had the support, had coaching with another widow, there would not even be a 30% reporting only negative change. I think everybody can experience positive growth, positive post-traumatic growth as a widow. Hey, I'm getting to know me all over again. And you know what? I kind of like it. It's good to be me again. I get to help widows with this podcast and in coaching one-on-one. I didn't start out coaching widows. I'm also a weight coach and I do weight coaching, but widows have come to me. And so I'm expanding that practice to include widows because it is some of the most rewarding life coaching that I do is working with widows. In coaching, this crisis is the first thing we can take on. I know how to help you identify your new priorities in your life. And what it is you need to do for yourself emotionally. That's like the first crucial thing you need to take on. Like what's important to you now? It can make the difference in staying in crisis for years or being able to move through. Find your new identity. Rediscover who you are. It's so very worth the investment. I know for older widows like myself, there are not a lot of years left that we want to waste. You can't put a price tag on years of life, that's for sure. You can reach out to me directly in email at joann, J-O-A-N-N, at com, Or you could even leave a phone message for me at 845-331-3441. You could schedule a free mini session with me. By going to talktojoanne.com, that's just talk to t o, Joanne J o a n n dot com. There's no e on my name. <laughs> you'll be taken right to my calendar to pick a day and time to get on a thirty-minute phone call with me, and I'll coach you on the call on an issue, and you'll get results right on that free call. You'll be feeling better about it right away. I can also let you know what coaching packages I offer if you're a good fit for coaching. Do me a favor to go leave a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes if you haven't done that yet for Widowcast. You know when you subscribe you'll get the new episodes downloading as soon as I upload it with no delay. Um, I'll get a link included in my show notes and you can click right on the link to leave a review. It'll take you to the place where you can click on, um, write a review and leave a review for me. I love to read your comments and I haven't had a new review in a while. So get in there, leave me a review. If you are struggling still, do make yourself a morning list, just a few things you want to cross off each morning and start the process of getting back on your feet. There is joy waiting for you in each and every day. You just need to look for it. So do that. Go find some joy in your life. Until next time.